Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sita Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. If you just graduated or you're starting your own private practice, well, there are things that you need to know. And it starts with, hey, what is your plan? What exactly in your profession that you graduate with do you want to do and what do you not want to do? And that is crucial to figure out even before you graduate. So it starts in terms of shadowing and seeing what people are doing in private practice, asking the questions behind the curtains, right? It's not just learning the medicine part of it, but also what happens in terms of the contracts, the the actual personnel, the people, the business plans, the sales and the marketing piece. What are all those things that go into it? Or are you taking a employee job somewhere? And even with an employee job, it's even more important you ask these questions to say, hey, how are you getting compensated? Is it RVU based? Am I getting credit for both sides? Is it just one side? Am I uh, also getting part of the facility part? Is it just the medical side of it? And what parts am I responsible for in terms of the marketing dollars, in terms of the personnel? How many people am I going to be supplied with? Am I going to have a PA or not? What are the the ins and outs? And what is my day life, uh, a day in the life going to look like, right? How many days off do I have in the calendar year? You know, what, what does it look like if things change? Let's say something happens in your family, you got to move back home or do something, right? What are your, you know, your possibilities for exit strategies? What are your possibilities for partnerships in terms of growth within these practices or these employment, employed models and stuff like that? These are all things that you want to start considering from the jump, right? And this is like even from when you're getting into that profession. So as a board certified plastic surgeon and a board certified general surgeon, there are things that I went through in terms of rotations that I liked that I didn't like things that I wanted to do more of things I did not want to do of right in terms of either patient population, specific types of surgeries or specific, um, you know, referral patterns for certain things, right? Of what you have to build out to actually get that entire process to function to actually do those type of procedures for that patient population. You know, for my own story, right? Like I did a craniofacial fellowship and I thought, okay, well, I can take this and I can help a ton of craniofacial patients in terms of pediatrics and plastic surgery and all this other stuff. And I didn't realize that I needed a whole system of people that were going to refer to me and I needed a private practice neurosurgeon also to work with to do some of these things in a safe manner right? In terms of the city I selected and the other stuff, there wasn't any available, right? So therefore the systems weren't in place. I couldn't really get that whole piece to go for the uh, pediatric craniofacial part because it requires that entire system to have referral patterns, to see enough patients, to get to treat that patient population, to do the next thing. Now, was it a waste? Absolutely not, right? The skills and the things that I learned from uh, doing that fellowship were unbelievable and I use it in all different areas of my practice now, but in terms of building out what career path that I wanted to to do and what that looked like, it was going to be completely different than what I had assumed. I had made up these stories. I had not asked those questions. I had not seen, you know, 
not taking the time to be like, oh my God, what is the strategy that goes behind creating your perfect career, right? Not just a job, but a career in your impact, how you actually want to do that part. How do you want to show up in terms of with your patients, with yourself, your family, your work-life balance, all these different things. We, we get out there, we get trained to do so many different things. We can go to a rural area, we can go to an urban area, we can go uh, to a city, we can do any of these things, right? And do thousands of different types of procedures and treat thousands of different types of patients. Over time, you know, people have niched down, right, in terms of certain subspecialties and everything is kind of headed in that direction for medicine in general. And then you have some generalists, right? But in terms of dictating what what piece of the pie do you feel like you have a gift in treating and makes you happy and checks off all the boxes of the life that you want to live? If you don't think about that up front, you're going to end up with either regret or having to change. And the things about changes and lessons over time, when you don't hear them the first time, they get louder the next time the next mistake. It gets louder and bigger. And so learning from these little tweaks and, and, and different things to say, okay, do I see myself being happy in this? Can I do 10 of these a day? Can I find fulfillment in my life if this is the career path I chose? It's not the end all be all. We can always change things. We can always add things on in terms of, you know, nonprofit things, volunteering, other stuff that you want to do in terms of impact, even hobbies and other things. Like there are plenty of skilled doctors and providers out there that do multiple things to fill their bucket of fulfillment along this thing that we call life, right? Of the impact that we make in others and the relationships that we built. Now, knowing the things about you are, I think, super critical to say, hey, this is who I am. This is my my strengths are. This is my weaknesses. I think my biggest mistakes for me as a person, were not knowing what I was all about, where I wanted to head up. I was told these different stories as I grew up in terms of family of origin stuff, right? To say, okay, well, you're going to do this and this is your way out to do this and you're going to do that. And I'm like, man, do I want to do this? Is there a want? Is it is it coming from me or is it other people putting these stories in and I'm just like navigating the, the river, right? Because the stream is going this way. If I you know, I might have to fight upstream to get to some of these things that I I want to do, but will I find that more fulfilling in terms of that piece of it? And I think that's like something you have to decide, you know, in what type of practice you want to have. And then how do you do all the next steps? So if you're starting from scratch and say, okay, well, I want to open up shop the next, like next week, what do I need to do? Well, you need to think about, hey, what are you going to call the business? What is it going to be about? Who are you going to serve and where do those people live to make sure the location you choose is the right one for building that type of practice? It's not a field of dreams thing of where you build it and they will come. You will find success much easier if you build it in a place where they already are. And that's lesson number one. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra sixty to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. Build it in a place that they already are. Lesson number two, it's 
the people that make the place and provide the fulfillment. So it's the relationships between all the people you work with on a day-to-day basis, whether you're going to grow and scale or you're going to butt heads over and over again, right? It's those lessons that you, if you, if you don't swallow the ego and have the ability to look at yourself and say, this is what I'm about and this is what my end goal is, some of these other things are things that you can't change. You can't control other people. You can't change them. You can't change who they are in terms of personalities, but you can change the actual people that you surround yourself with. And so in creating that space of where the people are the right type of people that are either growth mindset or things that you are interested in, right? To have these other conversations, not along along with practicing medicine and the other stuff, but there are relationships that are going to get built over that time. Now, it's not the end all be all because the other part about uh, private practice is like, hey, how do you find other groups of private practice uh, physicians? How do you create a community around that? You know, what are your local groups that are there to actually build that personnel? Who can you actually lean on to find to say, hey, what type of person would be the best for this role in my practice? And have they done this before? That's a key question. Have they done this before? Are they experts? Have they done this multiple times? And if they have, okay, well, what skill sets are they trying? Are they bringing to the table so that they're helping make decisions for you? It's not you making all the decisions and everybody having to do them because you will wear out and you will burn out over time if you're making all the decisions and you're just driving the ship forward. And so that is the 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 biggest biggest piece of saying, okay. How do you define that team? Well, you find the different roles that you need to function and deliver that care of medicine and make sure everything is aligned in terms of the culture. The culture is what's going to cause everything to to meld and come together to say, okay, this, this is what this practice is about and it's going to resonate with the actual patient types to attract them the appropriate way so that way you're doing more of exactly what you like doing. And that is crucial to that piece of it. Now, the third thing, right, to say, okay, well, you've got your location, you've got your people, you know, set up. Now it's okay. What are the processes that you have in place to actually live the way that you want to? Do you want to end at 3 p.m. every day? Do you want to have Fridays off? Do you have, you know, process in place? Do you have referral networks that essentially that will send you patients? What is it your marketing plan, right? To say, okay, now I've got the location in the place. What else can I do to drive traffic in terms of the ideal patients that I want to have? Am I posting an ad? Am I doing Google ads? Am I making a website in terms of the content? And then in that content, it's got to be the stuff that you want to do. Has to be the the type of doctor that you are, the your voice, your message, and what you believe in the translation of a website, a video, whatever it is. After that, you also have your social media, right? Social media is massive right now in terms of building a private practice from all different types to say, hey, I'm the best at this in this area. These are the people I treat. This is why, right? Why should you come to me to do this? Because I feel like I'm gifted at doing this and delivering this type of care for you. That's the other piece that goes into that marketing, that strategy piece to say, all right, am I creating this center that is treating the right patients by the right people in the right location and the right way. And so when you put all that stuff together, 
that's how you get to having a successful practice along the way and then growing and scaling it, right? Do you want to grow and scale it? Do you want to have it be multi-provider? Do you want it to be a multi-location thing? Like what are the other pieces that go into it to say, okay, have, you know, what, what have other people done in the area? Like how fast have they grown in terms of providers, buildings, you know, surgery centers, other options? What There's so much that's out there in terms of what's not talked about, right? In terms of the, the business side of medicine to say these are things in private practice. In terms of the employment side of, of, of private practice, now there's non-competes and there's, you know, that's hotly debated right now in terms of whether they're enforceable or not. Whether, you know, how you get paid in terms of RVUs, how you have to show up on certain days, how many different days do you have off a month? Is that tiered over time? What is your partnership plan? Are there other things that you can grow and do in terms of roles? Is it a path to administration? I don't know, right? In terms of these things, but you have to look in the mirror and say, hey, are these things right for me? Do I think that this would be right for me? Can I walk a day in these shoes and find out? Is, are there piece, pieces of this that are attractive? Are there not? And what, what types of, you know, in terms of the employment model, can I control my surroundings or can I not? Are these people that are going to be hired for me or uh, against me and the other stuff? So it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's a way to dictate all the pieces that are around you, but it, it starts a conversation to say, what do I want, right? And I think that's the, the most crucial piece to say, if I know what the destination is, then I know which one of these paths to do and I know which other steps that I could start asking questions. Because the more silent and the more segmented we are, the harder it becomes. And that's just truth in terms of that piece of it. Because there could be a piece of knowledge that you just don't know to ask yet. And that is the one piece that would have saved you a lot of time and trauma, right? In terms of trying to uh, grow a practice and compete. And so the last part of this is like competition. Who is your competition of where you want to go? Well, in actuality, there is none. The only competition is you and the promises that you make to yourself to wake up and show up that way to say, I'm only competing with the best version of what I think this practice and myself and the people around me can be. Once I know that that is my competition, you're not having to look anywhere else. You're having to stay true to the promises that you make to yourself, your patients, your the other people in your group, and that's it. It's off to the races in that matter because you will never have to balance your image of what you think of yourself on anybody else. It will truly be yours because only you know what you're capable of. Only you know your true potential of what you want to be, not could be but want to be, right? That's one thing I think that people talk about potential. You're like, oh, you have the potential to do all these things. Yeah, it's potential, but do I want it? Is it going to make me different? Is it going to make me feel different? Is it going to to light me up as a person? Is it going to spark joy, right? In the way I live and who I show up as? Well, if it's not, it's probably not worth doing. There's a ton of different potential to be the best plumber or the best carpenter, the best this and that. But if it doesn't spark joy in you and it doesn't fulfill you, then that's not a path that you want to go down towards. So you have to think about it. Well, private practice, do I have all these control measures and can I surround myself with the people that can make the best decisions for me and 
our patients, right? In terms of employment model, does this institution resemble who I am, what I want to stand for, and does it give me a path to the destination that I want to have in 5, 10, 15 years, right? And do you have an HD view of it, a high-definition view of what that future self looks like in either one of those scenarios? Once you figure that out, you can reverse engineer all the other pieces to say, how do I become the best version of myself for each one of these things and put the best people around me and then create the life that I wanted to, to create the freedom of Dr. Freedom. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast and if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.